have a lady who came all the way, not necessarily from China, although she goes to China. Um, she's actually lived here in Stillwater. Many of us know, have known Pat for many, many years. Actually, she came to New Covenant even before I did, which is way back in the, well, I mean, hundreds of years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Pat's been here a long time, and she's definitely a friend of this house. Uh, we love Pat. My kids call Pat Aunt Pat, huh? She is family. She's a wonderful lady, and we've invited her to come and, and just share what the Lord's put on her heart. It has to do with the persecuted church. So it's going to be some powerful stuff. And so I just want, come on up, Pat. And I just want to encourage us. Let's put our hands over our hearts again. After you clap, go ahead. Okay. But Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. And we just say thank you, and we say yes, and we embrace, and we receive it, and we open our hearts right now again, and we just ask you to have your way, to speak to us. And Father, we choose to have open ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, and we choose to have pliable hearts so the Word can penetrate our hearts and then produce wonderful fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. I have to have that. Okay. When I got to the Oklahoma City Airport and the guy was pushing me through it with the wheelchair, he said, are you on a trip or are you coming home? I said, oh, this is my second home, so either direction, I'm coming home. <laughs> I wish I could stay longer. Um, oh, wait, I have to take one picture here. A lot of people take pictures of speakers, but I take pictures of... I have my little traveling companion sitting up in the front row here. Most of you know him, but I have to show that he was here with me. Riff Raff is here, yes. <laughs> Say hello to everybody, Riff Raff. <laughs> he has his Oklahoma State sweater on. Woo Go Pokes! Sorry. <laughs> wow, what can I say after all this? I just, I love being here. Um, I have to tell you, first of all, at the end, I'm going to finish on a positive note, so don't feel like I'm going to be negative the whole time. And it's not really negative, but I am here because the month of November is um, observed as the, inter the, has the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And having been privileged to serve some of these people in, in China and different places and been to North Korea and know about what's going on out there. Um, Pastor CJ asked me, what do you want to accomplish while you're here? And I said, well, I want to make people aware of what some of the body of Christ is going through because we are the body of Christ. And the Bible says that when one suffers, we all suffer. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. I have a circulation problem in my leg, and when I go to bed at night, it starts to burn. And the rest of my body doesn't want, can't go to sleep because of my leg. Have you ever said, oh, I wish I could take my head off. I have a headache. I wish I could take it off and set it aside till it's done. You know, we can't do that. We're connected. We're one body. So I'm here to just share, and I know I only have until 2 o'clock, so I have to speak quickly. <laughs> no limitations, no restrictions, no borders. <laughs> I just want to really quick, I don't like to talk about myself, but I have to talk about what God's been doing for just a short. Um, I moved in June from California to Ohio, and I love it there. And the Lord has been rolling me over like a steamroller with his blessings. 
I mean, I keep going, God, please, can you just spread it out or something? But, you know, I, I'm years old, and I have never thought about buying a house. And the Lord maneuvered me and manipulated me into buying a house. Do you have that picture? I, I gave him a picture back there to put up. I have to brag on God a little bit here. That's my, doesn't it look like a little red, white, and blue colonial thing? I was born on the 4th of July, so <laughs> the middle of December, I'll be moving into my new home that the Lord has. The Lord is loaning to me. He's giving it to me to take care of and, and to be a blessing with it. So, um, When I was in second grade, and I'm going to make this short, <clears throat> I went to Catholic school and elementary school. And when I was in second grade, um, they showed us this movie, you know, Catholics believe that the mother of Jesus, Mary, appeared to different people. Well, in this movie, she appeared to these three children and told them, pray every day for the conversion of Russia. And in my heart, the Lord planted a seed. I had no idea about burdens. I wasn't even, I didn't really know the Lord then. As a Catholic, I was taught that Jesus died for the sins of the world, but I never knew he died for me. And so, um, but at that point, the Lord gave me a burden for communist countries and countries that were closed to the gospel and people that didn't have Bibles. So when I became a Christian at the age of 20, the first book I read was God's Smuggler. And if you haven't read it, get it. It's a classic, and it's about uh, this man, Brother Andrew, who smuggled Bibles into closed countries. And so I said, and I read it 15 times straight over and over and over. And I went to my pastor and I said, this is what I want to do. I want to spend my life smuggling Bibles into communist countries. <laughs> Haven't been to Russia yet, which I'm still, it's on my bucket list, my blessing list. But I did spend 12 years living in communist China. <laughs> so that was an eye-opener. So I'm just here to share with you um, Hebrews 13.3. Now, I have a video. It's five minutes. Um, but first of all, there is a book. Have you ever read in um, the book of Acts that Paul was in prison? Or anybody else, Joseph, was in prison? Have you ever thought about what the prison must have been like? I mean, I'm, I'm going to read something to you, and I'm going to sit down while I read it because I'm going to want you to close your eyes and imagine the sights and the sounds and the smells. This is from a book called Captive in Iran, and it's about two young women who were arrested for their Christian activity. And they were taken to jail, and they describe the prison cell. So I just would like you, it'll take me, I timed it, it's like one minute for me to read it, but close your eyes and imagine Okay, we went through a metal door to a hallway with rooms opening off on either side. <coughs> Take a blanket from the stack and find yourselves a spot, the guard ordered as she clanged the door shut behind us. In the dim light, we could make out blanketed figures on the floor of the rooms. Though most of the women were asleep at this late hour, a few pairs of eyes followed us as we walked up and down the hall, deciding which room to enter. We didn't need light to tell us the place was filthy beyond imagining. Our noses told us well enough. The stench of sweat, vomit, and backed-up toilets was overpowering. 
It took all of our self-control to keep from wrenching. In this moment, our empty stomachs were a blessing. The floor of the toilet area was awash in muck from two overflowing commodes. The trash bin was piled high with used sanitary pads. After finding what looked like the least crowded room, we went back to a spot near the door to get blankets. <clears throat> they were loathsome, still with dirt and smelling strongly of urine, some of them still wet. They were all in about the same condition. So then they, you know, they found a spot on a cement floor and, and laid down amidst the other people. Now, have you got this in your, in your brain, in your imagination? Can you imagine going through that? You can open your eyes now. <coughs> Sorry. These are two young women in, from Iran. And um, this was recently, like a few years ago, not, not in Bible times, not in, you know, way back when. And it's happening in a lot of places. I could tell you lots and lots of stories, but there's no time to do that. But I just want to lead you in the direction of finding resources that can help you. Also, in some of the places where missionaries go, in restricted countries, they can't go as missionaries, but they go as servants to the people. Two years ago, in 19, uh, 19, yeah, two years ago, in 2014, I was at two conferences in Shanghai, China, kind of under the radar conferences, and there were, it was a, a persecuted church conference, and there were a lot of people there who work in countries that are restricted and closed to the gospel. And there was a family at both of the conferences, a husband and wife, and their two teenage children. And the husband spoke, and his message was, we only die once, we might as well die for Jesus. That was in October. In November, they were martyred in Afghanistan where they worked. And I have a video. It's not for kids, so if there's any kids in here, older is okay, but they have a reenactment of some of it and some of the, the real um, uh, video. And I have um, the videos out on the table. You can take as many as you want if you want to share them. And also, if you take a video, take the magazine because the magazine, the wife survived because she's a doctor and she was working at the hospital when this happened. And so um, this is her story. And it, the magazine gives a little more of the story. It tells you what she's doing now and, and things like that. So if you could play that, that video. I'm not going to watch it. I've seen it once, and I, it's difficult. It's Almighty One.
I sat at the dinner table with them a couple times at those conferences. I was so humbled being with all these people that worked in these restricted countries. In, in 52 nations, the Bible is a banned book. And so um, many of our brothers and sisters don't have the Bible. I have a lot of Bibles at home, you know, different sizes, different versions and everything. Um, but many of our brothers and sisters don't have a Bible at all. I've mentioned before, if you lived in North Korea and you were uh, found out to be a Christian or you were uh, caught with a Bible, you would be executed and three generations of your family would go to the gulag and spend the rest of their life imprisoned. Timothy wrote, all who desire to live a godly life will suffer persecution. My Chinese friends, to them, it's just part of the routine. Now, you may not be asked to or required to give your life physically, but I really feel like there's coming days that we're going to have to make choices. And a friend of mine who's worked with um, the persecuted church for over 40 years said, restriction is determined by the ungodly. But persecution is determined by the Christian. Okay, let me say it again. Restriction is determined by the ungodly. In other words, they make laws. You can't have a Bible. You can't meet together. You can't pray. But persecution is determined by the Christian as to how they respond to the restrictions. Does that make sense? If the government comes in and says, Pastor CJ, you can't have church on Sunday anymore. You can't meet in groups like this. The Christian bookstore is closed. There's not going to be any Bibles. We don't want to hear anybody talking about it. What are you going to do? Are you going to meet anyway? Or are you going to meet in small groups? Or, you know, these are choices that are going to, uh, that they have to make in China. There are two churches in China. The three self-church, which is government controlled. They are self-supporting, self-governing and self-propagating. They have a lot of restrictions. All the sermons uh, that the pastor preaches has to be read and approved by the whoever's over them. Uh, they're not allowed to preach on the resurrection or the Holy Spirit. Um, these are the government restrictions. Uh, a friend of mine wanted me to come when she got baptized, got baptized but I, I wasn't allowed to go. They didn't allow anybody to be there you know, during the baptism. They didn't allow your family or anything. And they um, restrict how many people can be baptized. And of course, uh, and then on the other side is the, what you've probably heard of, the underground church, which uh, also is called house churches, um, or now they're called family groups. Um, when I first went to China, I was working at a university, and I had an apartment that had a bathtub, well, not many people had bathtubs, and so my Christian friends used my bathtub for baptisms. <laughs> and they would come in, and they'd be praising, and I'd go, be quiet, be quiet, stop it. You know, they're gonna, the neighbors are going to hear you, and they're going, hallelujah, you know, just, you know. Um, the, I work with, I go to China in the month of May for the month and the month of September for a month. I came back in 2005 after 12 years to take care of my parents 
and they're both with the Lord now, so that's why I moved to Ohio, where I was born. People go, why did you move to Ohio? I was born there. I'm a small town girl. And, uh, but I still go to China, and I'm looking forward to going this next May. Uh, you know, the Lord will provide. And, um, but a lot of my friends are interrogated regularly by the police. You know, how many people do you have? How many Christians do you know? What are their names? And, of course, you know, the Lord gives them wisdom. But to them, it's just routine. The closest I ever got to anything like that was at the Portland Airport in Oregon. I was going back to Oakland, and I got picked out of the line and taken into a small room. And then they told me how they were going to search me. And, and so they patted me down. And I'm very ticklish, so it wasn't easy for them, you know. So... Going to the doctors, another story, I mean, you know, when they're poking at me, I'm laying there laughing and rolling around. And <laughs> but um, it, it was interesting. It was my, and it was an experience. You know, they explained everything they were going to do and, and everything. So it was just kind of a ex- fun experience. But, you know, my Christ- Chinese friends, I say, have you, or I meet Chinese Christians, they'll say, have you ever been arrested or anything? No, I'm sorry, I haven't. <laughs> You know, because to them, that's like a crown, you know. You're not a real Christian unless you've been arrested. So <laughs> but I'm not going to try. I'm not, I'm not going to go and, uh, you know. <laughs> so the Bible tells us in Hebrews to remember those that are in prison as if. And there was a scripture you read that said, just as, forgive just as. I think I want to do a word study on just as, you know, because that means just as, like, you know. Just as if you were in prison with them. That's why I read you that description. You know, think about them with those blankets and sleeping on a concrete floor and, uh, you know, things like that. It's, It's real. It's going on. People are going through that. And our responsibility is to pray for them, to remember them, don't forget them. Think about them. Pray for them. Um, I'm, you might notice I'm wearing a small pair of handcuffs here, and people think I'm with law enforcement. But this is a reminder to pray for the persecuted church. I wish I could get some and hand them out, uh, a group in California that take Bibles to Cuba and North Korea and everything. This is their kind of symbol, and they gave it to me. So... Um, I thought about seeing like if I could find a, a real pair of handcuffs so when I'm preaching, you know, I can <laughs> preach. I, I saw a guy do that one time. But um, as if you were there, remember them, you know, just as if you were with them. Now, there's good news, and I've got to sit down for a moment. The good news is God is still on the throne. God has not forgotten North Korea or Cuba or Syria or Bangladesh or Egypt or Pakistan or any of the nations. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue is going to be in heaven. And God is in control. The Bible says his, the heart of the king is in his hand, and he turns it whichever way. So if you think, oh, how could this have happened, you know, in elections or you know, how could Kim Il-jong-un or, uh, be a, the head of Korea? Well, God has placed him there. He has a purpose, so he knows what's going on. Isaiah says, 
in the last days, the world is going to get darker and darker. I, I don't ever get surprised anymore at what happens. You know, and people get surprised and they get scared and they go, why are you surprised? Read the book. It's going to get darker out there, but you know why? You know why it's going to get darker? So that we can shine brighter. You said it. This is our opportunity. You know, God is opening doors. God is positioning us, putting us in place. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to fill the earth. And the gospel is going to be preached in every nation, and then the end will come. I know a lot of people say, oh, Jesus, come quickly. And I'm going, no, wait. My sister's not saved yet. Wait. North Korea is not open yet. I want them to experience some of this, you know. I want them to know. So I'm, I'm always, if, if that's what's holding them back, I'm part of the problem. You know, don't, just, just wait. <laughs> but God is in control. He's not going to forget us. He's not going to leave us to be afraid or be, you know, so what can I do? Now, out on the table, I have th this video and the magazine. Now that you've seen the video, please read the magazine because the, the article in there, it, they're on the cover, and, and it tells a little bit more of the story. There are newsletters out there. Oh, number one, you need to pray, okay? You need to pray. Remember them and pray for them, but how do you do that? You've got to be informed. So there are newsletters out there on the table, just a few. Um, I have a newsletter. There's a clipboard if you want to sign up and get the newsletter. I write about different people that I work with when I'm not in China. And um, one of them, my friends just got back from the Middle East, a, a trip to the Middle East. You, a lot of you know Johnny Lee. He's been here a couple times. And um, he and his wife are over there in China right now. He's just gone all over the Middle East. Pakistan, Bangladesh, Egypt, all over the place. A copy of their newsletter is out there, and you can get it and get their address and say, you know, I want to get your newsletter. And uh, that will help you to pray for specifically for specific areas that are uh, in the persecuted church. Um, there are missionaries that work with Syrian refugees, and Johnny Lee works with a lot of these different people all over the Middle East. So and uh, so you can pray, be informed. You can financially support, support organizations that work in these areas. And I would recommend Nexus. That's Johnny Lee's organization. Uh, like I said, their newsletter is out there. So, you know, like I said, we are the body of Christ. We need to remember them and pray for them and support them and encourage them. And there's all kinds of organizations. I could have put a lot more material out there. There's also a list of scriptures on persecution in, in the scriptures. So help yourself to anything out there as much as you want so that I don't have to carry it home or Ellen doesn't have to mail it back to me. So... <laughs> I may take a few to pass out at the airport or something. Um, I, I so appreciate you guys. I just love all of you. I love being here. I wish I could stay for Thanksgiving, but I got to get home before the traffic, the, the travel.
And when I bought my ticket a few months ago, I said, Lord, please don't let it snow between Ohio and Oklahoma until I get back. Please. So I'm going, oh, it's 80 degrees in Stillwater. <laughs> it's 39 degrees in Ohio, but it's 80 degrees. In so what is it doing in my little hometown today, all day? It's snowing. <laughs> so my car is at a hotel, and I booked a call. They said, can I have a room for Monday night? I don't want to drive home after I get back. <laughs> so, But the Lord has positioned us. You're in a unique place. You're a missionary where you work, where you go to school, in your neighborhood. Maybe even in your house you might have people that are not saved, don't know the Lord. You're a missionary. You have the good news, and we have the word of God to give us wisdom and knowledge to know how to minister to people. And if you want any other information, if you have any questions, I'll sit out there for a little bit after, um, after we finish here. And I'll answer your questions or give you some more. And you can always Google Persecuted Church and you can come up with all kinds of... Open Doors is a good one. Uh, the Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, Nexus, I recommend Nexus because those are my kids. You know, so they're in China and all over the place. And hopefully we can all come back again sometime and share. But um, anyway, remember those that are in prison as if, as if you were there with them. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you're in control. You, you know what's going on. We have no need to be afraid for ourselves or anything that's happening because you have us here for such an hour as this. We have a deposit within us that you want to release, not only in this place and in this city and in this state, but to the nations. The university, there are students from all over the world. And we have an opportunity here to meet with those students and and share the word with them and become friends with them and support them and so that they can go back home and make an impact in their city, in their home. You know the Lord, amen. The Lord um, told me one time, he said, you know in Hollywood they have these big, the, the sidewalk, you know, with people's names, the, the Hollywood stars and everything, and that the stars put their imprint on that slab of concrete and God told me one time, that's what I want my church to do. I want them to imprint my hand on the world. Imprint my hand on the people around them. You know, and that's what we're, we're here to make a difference. We're here to make an impression, an impression of Jesus. Amen? I hope I can come back soon after the winter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to book the room next door for uh, sometime in July, and I'll come for a couple of weeks and hang out with you guys. You have so much going on. I'm so excited. I wish I could fly down every, you know. So. Anyway, thanks so much for letting me be here. I know it was kind of, oh, it's, it's one minute after 12. I'm sorry I went over, but <laughs> I didn't see anything flashing back there. What flashes? No. <laughs>
I'm going to ask the elders and the ELT to come up. We're going to just pray for and bless Pat. And as we're coming up, I want to just remind you guys, uh, we have an offering box out in the foyer, and it has Pat Eckel on there. That's her, in case you forgot already. Um, but if you just want to sow into her ministry and just bless her, uh, her traveling expenses, and, and like she said, she plans and desires to go to China this coming spring or in the summer. Um, and Israel. And Russia. So if you'd like to just sow into this wonderful uh, lady in her ministry, um, if you want to make any checks, um, put them in there, make them out to NCF, and we'll make sure everything is given uh, to Pat, okay? So uh, we're going to pray for her, and then we'll dismiss you guys. So brothers, if you have anything, or sister, if you have anything you want to share from the Lord, just feel free to. If you just extend your hands, just to bless Pat. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, we just thank you for Pat's heart, Lord. That's uh, from the story we hear that goes just a way back, Lord, that she's had that desire in her heart. And uh, even for Russia, we pray for her, God, that that, uh, that would be made possible, Lord, that you'd, you'd make a way, Lord, for her to fulfill those dreams, Lord, and, and the things that you put on her heart, God. Thank you for her uh, persistence, Lord, in, in uh, this ministry, even though she's had physical problems, Lord, that she's still going, Lord. We pray you will sustain her, Lord, and, and just lift her up and just move her forward, Lord, in these areas and uh, continue to let her be a blessing to those that she desires and just fulfill the desires of her heart, Lord. We stand with her and just give you thanks for her ministry and for her heart to these people that uh, many don't even know about or think about, Lord, that she is and she's praying and working for them, Lord. We just give you thanks for her today. Pray for safe travels home, too. Father, I just thank you for the open doors over Pat and their ministry. And I just thank you that uh, your heart is in her heart, Father God. And um, just the desires that she has, I just thank you for the open doors, God, to yes. the country. And not just to the country, but to, to, but to the people that, um, that you have her to connect with, God. Um, I just thank you, Lord God, that she can pour in. She's a blessing, that she's a mother to many. And um, I just thank you, Father, that she's not finished being a mother yet, yes. that there's many more new people um, that you are to con that she and um, that you're going to connect her with, that she's going to be a mother over. So we just pray blessings on that in Jesus name and for those open doors that are coming. I just heard um, that your footsteps are going to be like the footsteps of an army. I felt like I could hear the boots on the ground. I just feel like the Lord's saying that um, he's bringing influence to you that's going to be like the influence of many people. It's uh, exponential, and it's apparent uh, influence. And I just feel that the Lord is uh, putting a new crown, like a new fire on you, um, a new passion stirring up inside of you uh, that doesn't extinguish the old. It just brings perspective in, in a new way. And uh, I feel like you're going to go forward 
and uh, I feel like there's a, a further discipleship anointing coming on you to raise up even more leaders, um, more people God's going to bring into your tutelage. I feel like there's an educational uh, mandate on you uh, to bring people into the knowledge of uh, just the resurrection and the life of Christ, uh, the power of a, an anointed Christ that's dwelling inside of us. And Lord, I just thank you for her, and I thank you that she's walking in faith and that uh, she has no entanglements, uh, no legal entanglements, uh, no financial entanglements, that she can run free and unhindered in Jesus' name. Lord, you uh, shut doors that no man can open, and you open doors that no man can shut, for you're God. And we thank you that steps of good men are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in their ways. Uh, uh, Lord, we thank you for the doors that you've already opened for Pat in different ways. Uh, we also thank you, O oh God, for the doors you're yet to open. Uh, and you're going to guide and direct her. We thank you that uh, they'll all come with challenges. It seems that you give, uh, when you declare a promise, then it comes with an obstacle. And the obstacle seems impossible, but you make a way, Lord. And uh, that song comes to me, uh, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide, walking closely by his side, with love and strength for each new day. God will make a way. God will make a way. Thank you for your blessing on this sister and your continual grace abounding on her, Lord. Protect her, guide her, use her. And these many contacts that she shared, Lord, we just pray your blessing on them as well as in their serving in different ways over in China, we think of, and over in the Middle East. Uh, we know some of them ourselves, and we just pray your rich blessing on these brothers and sisters and grace abounding. We trust you, Lord, for you're great. You're faithful and you're true, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I forgot something. Nexus Missions, um, Johnny Lee's group, they support over 20 Chinese missionaries in the Middle East. You know, Americans, they're not liked over there, but the door is open for Chinese, and they've got, you know, over 20 now uh, ministering. You know, and they're there as, um, not as missionaries, of course, but they're teaching Chinese. They're doing, you know, businesses, things like that, so... Um, my motto is, I may be slowed down, but I will not be stopped. Well, you guys have an amazing week. Have a great Thanksgiving with fan, family and friends and, and travel safely, and we'll see you guys next time. God bless you. And don't forget about the offering box out in the hallway. Thank you. <laughs>